We are happy to announce that this episode of the SW Show is partially brought to you by Humble Bundle. Well, not, not really. We are part of the Humble Bundle referral program, and we just wanted to say that if you like really cheap games and maybe helping charity pending the Humble thing going on, all you have to do is go to humblebundle.com forward slash question mark partner equals SWW. That's right. Humblebundle.com forward slash question mark partner equals SWW. And you just do your normal stuff and it just kind of helps us get a couple bucks here and there. Maybe it helps AJ go about his lights. Maybe it's my camera. Maybe we actually pay Corey for helping us out. But again, if you're going to go buy games anyway, it might be worth checking out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the SWW Show. Now, you might know something different. First off, you can see this. I don't know why you would want to, but you can see you can see that. I don't know why you would want to. Um, you can see this expo marker. This and many more you can see in a video right now. If you listen to this you in your podcast this. feeds. I'm not sponsored by these guys, but... Uh, <laughs> AJ would have a longer drink. Which apparently didn't finish the other night. So that that's disgusting. Okay, that 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 right there that's is funny. is the reason we don't do video is because AJ. Did... This is uh, a Pepsi and a uh, rum mix, so it's what very coconutty because <laughs> I just dumped the rest of a coconut rum into my Captain Morgan. What you? Why? Why? Oh my! Uh, this is this is. This hey man, you got a booze. <laughs> when you got a booze, you got a booze. This this is our fifth. So this is a special episode, AJ. Yeah. It is our final episode. So this episode will premiere on January sixth of twenty twenty three, which yep. means it's our game of the year episode. Yeah. It's we're recording our last thing of twenty twenty two, and it's our fiftieth episode. Yeah. Well, that's a lot all in one nice round. Yeah, it's uh, there, there's a lot package. of stuff that is kind of. I don't know, involved in this episode. Um, yeah. yeah, if you haven't listened to a game of the year that Mike and I have done before, basically what we'll do, we've got kind of three standard categories of game of the year, old game of the year, which is something that didn't come out in, for this instance, 2022. But it's stuff that right, we played right. that we went back to and enjoyed. It's played, and genuinely speaking, usually it's something that had some sort of cultural significance this year, whether it's because, yeah. oh, it got a bunch of updates, or it somehow got a big hit, even when it came out earlier. Like, those are the type of things we're talking about. Like, yeah. like, like the answer is if me and two different people, Fortnite would always be in that category. We're just not that person, those people. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what, one year it was, like, Euro Truck Simulator 2, which was, like, 10 years old when it one because mm-hmm. I was bored and played that a lot <laughs> and really enjoyed it um, but so we've got old game of the year game of the year and we have usually it's hot mess it's failure it's kind of like uh, biggest blunder mm-hmm. I guess is the, the right way to describe it um, biggest blunder of the year so before we get to that though we have normal show stuff to do, including stuff that we've played. Stuff that we may be talking about later in the show. First off, 
Uh, you and I both have played Warzone 2. We streamed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we streamed it. I've played it a bunch of other ways. Warzone 2, it's it's more Warzone. I think it's kind of the best way to do it. I like the new map. Um, I like some of the new vehicles, and I think the new chopper type's really cool. But but as a whole, I genuinely stick with the... It's more of a good thing. Like, if you liked Warzone, you'll like Warzone 2. Yeah. It's a bit better, but I don't think you're selling anyone on Warzone 2. No, you're not going to sell anyone on Warzone. I mean... Like you say, if you're a fan of Battle Royales, you're going to like Warzone. Um, if you're a fan it's, of Call of Duty, you'll like Warzone. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to me also because this Warzone 2, I feel like what's also interesting, so it's obviously Call of Duty first and foremost, but it definitely feels like it's trying to be a little more PUBG-ish than oh, the Fortnite yeah. path. Because um, like... Vehicles now have gas, yeah. and like, sure. and the way they drive, like, it's so like you could tell when they thought about it and thought about redoing it. They looked at PUBG, I think, more than they looked at Fortnite as like that change. Do you think it was PUBG, or do you think it was? Do you think it was Battlefield? Like, I know their Firestorm thing wasn't that popular. <laughs> it kind of died out, like, mm-hmm. but. Firestorm was way different from Warzone in the sense that, like you said, there were like vehicles that you had to find the keys for and, you know, you needed to know where they were on the map and they were kind of random spawns and, you know, there was some of that stuff. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, now with Warzone 2, there's strongholds and there's, oh, different missions that you need to complete and there's different this or that. Like PUBG wasn't really that, Kind of like it was random, but it didn't have quite that. Yeah, yeah. Like there wasn't the mission structure, things like that. It was just like, oh, kill people. I, th- I think there's yeah. a lead to that. I I'd argue DMZ. I think's more the thing that they saw and tried to. to... Oh, that's straight Tarkov. That's like <laughs> for for those that don't know, uh, Warzone Two has a mode called DMZ, and it is straight up Escape from Tarkov. It is, it is pretty funny. Like, that is, that mode is... Like, it's legit, like, you go in, you lose if you don't, you lose everything if you don't extract. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more tactical, I guess is the right word. Yeah, I, I also don't love that mode is why it's not <laughs> out here. That's honestly my favorite mode, just because it's, it's not Call of Duty. But my issue is I'm playing Call of Duty. Then I wouldn't be playing Call of Duty if I don't want to play Call of Duty. That's more my thing on it. That's why I kind of think that... Yeah. I mean, Tarkov's so, that, that, so hard to get into. Like, mm-hmm. Tarkov is Tarkov's a three-hour game. Like, mm-hmm. It takes three hours of your day to play Tarkov. And DMZ, it's in 40 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. Getting in, I can play two rounds in 40 minutes, get out, and I'm done. Yeah, no, you can totally do that. But yeah, that was kind of that. Uh, what else we got on this? You have PGA on this list? Yeah, so this is from the Steam sale. Okay. Uh, 2K stuff is always crazy cheap on the uh, Steam sales. So I picked up PGA 2K22, and I picked up WWE 2K22. I guess technically PGA is 2K23. Like, it's their NBA. Oh, where it is their, yeah. It's the year before thing mm-hmm. so uh pga 2k23 is pga 2k21 <laughs> it's it just is, pga it's the golf club like going back that far um mm-hmm. 
I did find it way more exploitable in 23 versus 21. Okay. Wherein I could, like, I was having rounds where I was, like, 20 under. Oh, jeez. And, like, I was playing on normal. And the next closest competitor was, like, 6 under. Oh, my. Like. So, so not even real close. No, and I bumped it up to hard, so it's the next difficulty up from normal. And my first round, I shot 20 under, and I think the next closest was, like, 5 under. So it was an even <laughs> bigger golf. And it says, like, oh, so the the interesting thing is, right, like, it's kind of difficult to do a difficulty slider in a golf game because the course is the course is the course, right? Like, there's only not much you can do with that. So what do they do? They say, well, average score will be this range, and, like, the greens will be faster and the wind speeds will be faster. Well, if you've played a season of normal and you've learned how to, like, hit with the wind or hit against the wind or things like that, it doesn't matter how hard the wind is. Fair, Like, fair. you're doing all of that math in your head and figuring out well before it ever becomes an issue. And so then it's the green speeds. Well, if you're upgrading your clubs the right way and you know how to do the different shots and you know how to read the greens and things like that, it doesn't matter. So, like I said, like I, there, I can guarantee you that I will smoke everyone again on hard. So it's one of those where, like, if it was more of a challenge, you know, maybe I would be more, like, invested in, okay, I got to do, you know, I'm not getting first by 10 strokes every match. But, like, they have these, uh, what they call them, like, archetypes. For your golfer and so it's like you know this guy's a greens master so he's really good on the green you know he's a really good putter or this guy's really good on approach shots or you know short game mid game and then there's one that's just like uh power hitter i think is what it's called and it's just it's the max power and like everything else is like in the 70s so that's what i did so i'm like shit you know i can on all but maybe one or two courses and one or two holes on those courses beyond the green and two. So I'm either putting for a birdie or Eagle and on the green and one on the par threes. Like, you know, there's a lot of courses where there's drivable par fours. They're like 350 yards. And if you know how to do it, right. My guys, uh, dot starts out at three Oh seven. And then if I have the, uh, I forget what it's called, like flight path or whatever, ball, but I have the legendary one, it's a plus 10. So it's like 318, I think, with just changing the ball to the better ball. And then you can upgrade your clubs. So like my driver, I think the driver distance without touching the ball is 320. Sheesh. So... You know, and then I add 10 yards with the ball, and then I use the shot shaping stuff to add another 15 to 20 yards. So suddenly, my dude's smacking at 340 without even looking at the wind. 
you know, so like if a hole is pretty straight and the pin's 370 yards, I'm getting the ball close to the hole by the time it rolls out and things like that. So it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those games where you can just exploit the hell out of it. And like they have stuff that's like, Oh, uh, break 90. Like there's challenges, like certain rewards for, you know, X amount of rounds under 90. I'm like, dude, I'm getting rounds under 60, under 55. I'm breaking records. You're like double points is what yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, like I am breaking records for how low I'm going on some of these courses. And, you know, okay, yes, I can make it a little harder if I use the stick swing stuff. They adopted a three, three button thing for this one. It doesn't matter. Like, again, as soon as you figure it out, it's game over. You're just going to smoke people. So. And I want to, before we get on to your stuff, I want to quick touch on WWE because it had maybe the funniest bug I've ever seen. And it's not just a bug. It's a feature in the game because they have a menu option to kind of fix it. Uh, That game runs at your frame rate. So my computer, I have a 3080. SSD, like, it's extremely powerful. So I'm running this game at, like, 175 frames per second. The dialogue is at 175. The match is at 175. Like, I legit had a match that was over in 10 seconds. Because I couldn't respond to any of the prompts. It was moving that fast. Wild. And what? So there is, it's like... There's a specific menu option, which I had to go searching for this. Like, I had to go, I think it was on the forums, I finally found it. It's like, oh yeah, no, go to this. Even if you have V-Sync on, this won't fix it. So you need to have V-Sync and this checked. For it to, like, slow everything down. And I'm just like, oh my god, like... This is uh, Dark Souls on PC all over again, where Weapon Deg was tied to frame rate. So because you ran at 60, Weapon Deg was twice as fast, or twice as high, um, compared to the console version. And I'm like, I can't believe a company like 2K is letting a product they release have this issue. <laughs> like... Come on. It's it's such a small thing to be like okay. Physics tied to frame rate is the easy way out. But gameplay tied to frame rate? That's a little more like okay, that's why that option. Yeah, so no, that's valid. Um, a lot of that is pending their engine. I know some of that stuff is like some engines kind of do that. So, so Unity is a good example of an engine that, if you don't tell it otherwise, it will 100% tie your stuff physics to the act to the like frame rate time, which is why you have to do some stuff to like change it. But like, also that's not that hard of a thing to change. So I'd be curious, kind of that reasoning. I mean, they they know the problem because they have the thing in the menu. 
that adapts the game's like speed to whatever your frame rate is and or slows it down or speeds it up. Like I think the tooltip on the setting is like if the game's not performing that well, turn this on to help like you know whatever clearly with the intention that oh if your frame rate isn't that great you turn this on to maybe help like oh you know uh v-sync isn't necessarily helping you out here so we'll kind of fudge the numbers in the back to get you up to where you should be not you know pulling the reins back on the game going hey Y'all just straight up broke this. Yeah, no, that... <coughs> wow. Is it less broken than past WGs, at least? It seems I'd to say, be. Like, I'd say besides that, that's a pretty here's funny the thing, right? Like, the WWEs that I've played recently have all been on PC. So, they've been... Like, you can throw a horsepower at stuff and fix it. Like... A lot of what, um, I think a lot of what breaks the 2K WWE games has been frame rate and performance issues, freaking stuff out. Um, so if you have the horsepower to throw at it, it, they run fine, right? Like, you'll get the occasional, like, oh, somebody's leg got caught in the ropes and now they're ragdolling all over the place. But that's also, I mean... You incorporate soft body physics, that's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. unless you want to pre can those animations, which would ruin the flow of those games. Like, you know, kind of the, the whole point is to make it feel like you're in the ring and doing stuff, not like, okay, well, I hit this button and now my guy does, you know. He runs the ropes, then he throws a shoulder tackle, right? Like, you don't want that. You want to be able to run the ropes and then launch the guy over the ropes. So how do you do that without giving the player ultimate freedom in that situation? And then you're just going to have those issues, and it's whatever. So I have yet to do anything with uh, ladders or tables, which... Is generally where that stuff breaks. Um, yeah, because that's where you expect it to, to fry. Because so. even like those, remember that stuff like when like it, you hit it, like you'll start seeing them jump, or you'll start seeing like guys react to super weird. Like like I am kind of shocked how hard it's been for them to this day to get that stuff right. Where that stuff to me at some point you'd be like, this should just be our focus this year is making this one thing finally work. Yeah, and there's weird stuff where like. Um... Certain moves are more magnetized than others. So, like, oh, you throw a, you know, a running light attack for your guy as a drop kick, and it's like, okay, well, it's you know, some of them are a little more magnetized than others, and so you know, there's somewhere like unless you're dead on the guy, you just go flying and you fall on your ass. And there's other ones where it's like, okay, like you see the guy in midair move to make sure that he hits the move. But, you know, it's a WWE game. Like, 
They haven't been good in a very, very long time. They've been good sometimes. They they haven't been great or consistent in a long time. Yeah. Like, some of those, like, like even the Tailwind of Ukes, like, some of those are good. They're just not great. I mean, they're all serviceable. Like, they've never had a game where it's unplayable. Yeah, um... Like, the, the bugs will be like, okay, certain game modes freak out more than others. Mm-hmm. But you can still play a singles match or a tag it match. It just won't be consistent. That's fair. That's fair. Like, you're like, okay, well... I just avoid you know, uh, ladder matches. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's the thing that causes issues? Cool. Like, ladder matches really aren't that fun to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they move pretty slow, so... Yeah. 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 I think that's all on your list. Um... First thing I want to show on my list that we're going to talk about, yes, is so I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the on the Steam Deck, which has been nice. working surprisingly well. Um, some of that stuff is a little wonky because <coughs> a lot of it, like, there is still, like, text input and stuff that gets a little weird or some of the menus get a little weird, but the game's consistent. The only thing that you'll appreciate on this one, though, specifically, is that it kills the battery on a, on a Steam Deck. Oh, I bet. I get, like, an hour, hour oh, 15. Yeah. That so. game chugs, well, not chugs, but it pulls power. <laughs> like, <laughs> even on a, you know, I have, I feel like a thousand watt power supply on my computer. And if I'm playing Cyberpunk, I regularly see it go to like 750. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. Here's like, going. It's just pulling everything. Oh. And, uh, also, I do want to shout out, um, uh, the game is definitely fun. Like, it's one of those things that, like, this yeah. is a game that was 100%. They released it, ironically, a year and a half after fucking a decade in development too early. But, like, it's definitely a game that I, I really wish we could have seen that world where it came out when it was ready. Of like, Well, I'm trying to remember. We've talked about... We've talked about it on this show before, like... Yeah, like, when the I demo came it, out. Like, not the demo, but those the three, five hours, like, in the summer. Oh, the yeah, I played thing. it day one. Like, Cyberpunk launched, I played it day one. 1.0, or whatever version released, I think I beat the game on that version. And didn't have any of the issues. I had one, like, mission-breaking bug where I just couldn't move somewhere, but that's kind mm-hmm. of, like, Kind of forced myself into a weird position, but I didn't have any of the weird game breaking stuff that people were talking about. So I was like, okay, like, whatever, you know. Or maybe I didn't beat the game, but I was pretty close to beating the game. And then a patch rolled out, and then I started having all those issues that people were talking <laughs> about. And I'm like, guys, it was working. That is, in- it's still interesting to me how you had a, like the like, one version that worked. Yeah, like. My version 1.0 or whatever version I, the first version that I played, which was the day one version, worked and I got through that game, that version. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until updates started happening that I started getting, you know, the the AI like running into the wall while they're driving and like riding the wall. I haven't had that. Um, some of the anime AI I still think is a little wonky in this game, but... Yeah, 
And like, I know people complained about the police AI being way too responsive. Like you commit a crime and then they're there. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is like, I think I had the cops on me once or twice. I was going to say, in my first for, 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 for how much of a complaint that was, I have not pissed off the cops yeah. yet. Like, it's really funny to me, like, how much of that complaint was, and I'm like, I must play this game so different than everyone else, because I probably would have never noticed. I mean, if you're killing the right people, the cops never get called. Right, which is how I'm playing. I tend to play these games as, like, uh, I will go explore, but the quests lead where I explore. Yeah. Well, like, sure, I might diverge, but I'm still heading towards this goal. So I think yeah. I'd probably less likely get into those moments where, like, oh, I'm actually going to piss off the cops or whatever, because something's leading me here. Yeah, like, my first playthrough, I was a corpo, like, sniper, basically. Um, sniper hacker. So, you know, anytime that I needed to get close, I could just override everyone, and they would die instantly. And I could stealthily pick them off, and then if I needed to, I could take them out from range. Mm-hmm. And... So I never had the cops called on me. Like the one time that I did have the cops called on me, I was doing one of the, uh, I think it was a Delamain mission, trying to get back one of the, the cars, and like I was trying to catch it, right, like drive up and catch it, and I happened to hit a civilian, so the cops got called. I've definitely like nicely grazed civilians, and no cops come by. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's only if you take them out in view, maybe. Yeah, because like I've definitely like. Messed up the turn, especially on the on the Steam Deck. Like, that turning's a little fucky on it. Um, so I've definitely, like, overshot it, hit something, or hit whatever, and I'm like, I've never had the cops. Yeah. So. Yeah, so... I think that game got a bad rap from... The valid early bugs, but, like... What's, what's the right way to describe people that had those issues? Like, YouTubers. Like, people that were playing it in a way... For mm-hmm. clicks, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to be super ridiculous, right? Like, you know, I think if they played it like these games are supposed to be played, where you follow whatever archetype you chose, right? Like, if you chose a corpo, you know, corpos play very, should play very differently from the street kid. So... Because the corpos are going to be able to kind of talk and buy their way out of situations. So yeah, corpos, I've been doing, I'm a corpo and I've been doing a lot of like talking my way through a lot of things or getting access to things that I definitely wouldn't have. There's a really good um, side mission, side story, where if you're a corpo, it's way different. Hmm. Um, it has to do with, the, I think it's the mayor. Um, some political figure. And there are certain situations where, like, uh, with my corpo character, um, I think it was one of the final missions, like, I just smooth-talked my way through a lobby. So I'm like, oh, I'm here for whatever, because, you know, one of my corpo connections told me that X, Y, or Z was happening at the hotel. She's like, oh, I'm here for this. I know where to go. Um, you you break into Arasaka at one point. And because I was a corpo, like, people that I had worked with recognized me. 
So it's like, you just kind of like, Oh, Hey, whatever. Like, you know, you have conversations. You're not, you can be way more brazen about your movements. So. No, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Cyberpunk, I stick with, I think kind of what a general consensus was that I'm just further than I was is the it's a good game. Definitely like the greatest game ever. Still a really good game. Solid. If you want an open world RPG, I think it's probably the best modern one. On like, it's the most modern like mainstream one on the market. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's one of those. Uh. Last I want to shout out in the game section is I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. Uh. Which I know me and I just talked about, but but if you don't know, it's the two people of the Hearthstone team or Hearthstone creators. Uh. Made a. It's a Marvel card game. Uh. So it's it's a. Uh, it is six turns. It is it is very Hearthstone-esque in the way you kind of get energy each turn. Uh, you kind of have three sub-areas, and your goal is kind of win two of three of them each match. Um, I think it's really nice because it, it's super fast. Like, a match is, like, two to five minutes type. Like, I'm... Yeah. Those type, like, very fast, quick matches you kind of get into. I also think that's where it gets kind of addicting really fast because, like, oh, it's one more match. It's very much the one more match mentality. Yeah. And then the thing to shout out, I think everyone's been shouting out about this game, generally speaking, is... What's really nice is that none... So you get, like, daily quests or whatever kind of to pull... And you then you're going to pull cards or whatever kind of using your resources. But instead of it being, like, a blind pack, like most card games, it's you're going down a path and you're just getting a card. It's not like you're, like, paying money to go hunt for, like, a certain card. And so, which, which really kind of at least helps make it feel less icky kind of as a, as a free-to-play, even, like, actual card games can, too, because they, let's be honest, they're, they're, they're true inventors of loot boxes or collectible card games. Effectively, yeah, I mean, going back to, you know, the packs Magic. of gum. You know, oh, yeah, I guess uh, so. 150, yeah. 200 years ago where, you know, oh, you get, you know, you buy whatever, right? Um, probably at the time it was chewing tobacco. You buy a pouch of it. And, oh, there's five baseball cards in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's 25 total cards. And you get three to five each time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those. So it's drive sales because, oh, you want to collect them all. How do you do that? You keep buying or you trade. Well, you know, if you trade, that means somebody bought product right Mm -hmm. so they don't care it's still a sale so like whatever you know y'all can do whatever you want we're just gonna be doing our thing over here (laughs) um so yeah yeah it's free to play i think it's worth checking out it's on ios android and pc that's the rest of the games uh for for shows and movies is this pennyworth we talk about it, like as in like the as in Alfred. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. it's on HBO. How how is it? I actually heard decent things about it. If I remember, it. I'm like three or four episodes in. It's all right. Okay. Like it's yeah. it's way more violent than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, I also forgot that this is like an HBO Max original or whatever, right? Like it's not a CW show that. Mm. Um, that they brought over to HBO. <laughs> so like it's constant cursing, like <laughs> it's this, it's that, you know, it's all that a bag of chips. Like basically the only thing that hasn't happened is somebody got nude on screen. 
You do yes. see Dong. Hasn't happened Dong. yet. Also, yeah, you did see Dong. Um. So. Yeah. It's been all right. Uh, um. Tulsa King then, is the new uh, Taylor Sheridan, Sly Stallone, Paramount Plus project. That's why I'm like I kept hearing of it. It's because yeah. yeah, okay. It's a weekly thing, so it's currently going. The newest episode dropped, so I haven't seen that yet. Um, God bless ad blockers. Because <laughs> um, HBO, I mean, because uh, Paramount. Yeah. Is that its own? You said. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part is, like, straight up, the way that Paramount works is it doesn't even, like, break into where the ad would be and then come Wait, back. Really? Because, like, Hulu used to do that, right? Like, Hulu's stuff was the ad breaks were at this point. Mm-hmm. So even if you had an ad blocker, like, it would cut out and it would cut right back in. Mm-hmm. Because they like, would try to ping the server for the ad and it wouldn't get through. This is just like, nope. Like, it just plays. And then the ads are like, oh, it just, the ad goes here, here, <laughs> and here. Um, I didn't realize that Paramount Plus had ads. Yeah. Yeah, there's a <laughs> ad and then an ad free. Okay, I did not realize that. Because that's how I watch um, Amazing Race, 1883. Mayor Kingstown, now Tulsa King. Mm-hmm. And when I would watch it on my TV, my TV doesn't have an ad blocker. So, so it'd be a long episode. Yeah, I haven't put an ad blocker just straight onto my router yet. I should do that, yeah. though. Although, Raspberry Pi prices are ridiculous right now. Are they that bad? Well, I mean, I think it's they used to be like 20 bucks, now they're like 60 or 70 Oh, okay, then yeah, if they used to be that cheap, then yeah, yeah, To be fair, they're objectively more powerful than they started, but yes. Well, no, it's like 60 bucks for the $20 one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I remember last year I got mine. It was definitely one of those was hard to find at normal yeah. price. Oh, it got worse. Cool. Uh, the, the, the story I have. So I, I think, I, I don't know if I told you I was going to do this, AJ. So the notes AJ is looking at, it says Book of Mormon and then NYC, and AJ's in his head crossing going, what the fuck did he do? Uh, no, I did know about this. Oh, I did too, okay. So, so everyone didn't know. So what we and my friend did was, we hopped on a plane on the Saturday morning at 6am out of O'Hare. We flew to the uh, LaGuardia Airport. We took the subway into Midtown Manhattan, wandered that part for a while, Saw Book of Mormon on Broadway, had dinner, and then flew back home the same night. That was that was a solid, like nineteen hour day. Why? We, we felt like I don't know uh, the ticket. The flight was like really, 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 really cheap, so it just ended up being the ticket costs that mattered. Again, why? <laughs> also, it was my first time in New York City. So, so, um, my impression in New York City, because one of my friends asked me, and this is my real response was, okay. the homeless are very diverse in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised on the diversity of homeless in New York City. I was like, wow, it really is the melting pot. Have yeah, you seen? So, so, let's see, it's 2022. I was in New York City in 
2013, 2014. Um, and the homeless wasn't as bad as I'm sure it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was bad because I was there in the summer. So, yeah, they were more out and about, I should say. You know, they weren't necessarily in the spots where they would be at, at older months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that was one of the things that I noticed. Like, as you move further east, your homeless populations are way more diverse. Yeah, it's a very interesting, and I'm I'm very curious on that too because it's not like Chicago's not a diverse place. So like, I'm very curious on like, kind of that. I think um, it's just that the diverse populations in New York are there's. M- more of diversity, right? Like, does that make sense? And also, 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 there's also a relatively to anyone else in the nation, a little shit ton of immigrants in New York City. Yeah. So it could be a lot of that. Yeah, that's, too. that's what I mean. Like, it's there's probably the same number of um, percentage wise, it could be the same number of each race. But well, no, I was going to say, like, there's probably the same number of countries represented in Chicago and New York. Yeah, that's but, fair. Because New York is a bigger city, there's just a more. Right. So you notice it more. Um, you know, like, you could walk down Chicago and see, you know, uh, Laotian homeless and then, like, a true African-American, like somebody from Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could see a white person and then you could see, you know, Hispanic and, mm-hmm. you know. So it's very diverse in that sense. But then like you go to New York and it's like, okay, well in Chicago, I saw two Laotians in New York. I'm seeing 200. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not the same, but it's, you know, but the idea kind of stands yeah. of, yeah, no, that's what I about. <laughs> that was my initial kind of thought. Also, I don't know if you have seen it. I, I've, I saw it in Chicago years ago. Book of Mormon, highly recommend. People should go check it out if it's touring somewhere near you. It's in basically every city now. Yeah, I was about to say, even I assume Detroit or Grand Rapids, one of those, I assume, has some sort of broad... Uh, so it, it came through Grand Rapids now, I think, four or five times. Okay, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of the... Um, Book of Mormon was the predecessor to Hamilton's success. Oh, 100%. From, main, from where, a mainstream point of view, just anywhere, I think it was. Well, in terms of, like... You know, uh, there were multiple companies coming through Grand Rapids to put on Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now I think the fourth company will be coming through Grand Rapids to do Hamilton. Mm. So it's, you know, kind of the same thing where, like, you know, we might get one company that does Avenue Q, which came to Grand Rapids. Which, mm-hmm. it, that's kind of hard for a multiple companies to do that because there's so much involved right um so maybe that's a bad example but like uh school of rock we had one company come through to do that um so lion king we've had a bunch of companies come through and do that's it. one that i assume beauty and the beast aladdin probably had come through lion king more than anything well yeah lion king's also the second most successful musical in most of the musical in history yeah yeah, that, that was, that's kind of that's kind of my my adventures. Uh, but yeah, so let's see. We got we have some news 
as we kind of bleed into the game of the year stuff. This will go relatively fast, not like heavy stuff, but stuff we got to talk about. Uh, first off, it is currently rumored that HBO Max will just become Max once it merges with Discovery Amp. I don't think there's much more to say that besides really weird branding. I think it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish they would have just kept the HBO Max branding. Or just keep the HBO... Like, I don't understand the... Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's one of those, like, super weird... Like, the stuff. whole point of HBO Max was that it was HBO Plus. And, like, you people know... Like, you know you don't know HBO. It's, yeah. it's a brand you recognize. It's, it's an entertainment brand that is... It's nationally recognizable. So to, let's put it. Let's put HBO in perspective for maybe international people that don't necessarily understand how big it is in the states. At least cultural, culturally. Yeah, I think it's culturally bigger than it actually. Is. But um, HBO actually is not relatively that big. It's just like, culturally. Giant. You have ABC, CBS, NBC, NBC, Fox, CNN, HBO. So you have six networks. Two of those are actually cable networks. Fox and HBO aren't cable networks. Um, CNN. Least, well, I guess so, yeah. CNN, so three. Um, yeah. HBO's been a ca- HBO... HBO transcended... Was, ca- like, people <coughs> bought... You had to pay extra yeah. to HBO from the beginning. It's, it's always like, been, like, HBO, 15 bucks a month. And HBO... Yeah, it's because Wild Hawks is that pricing spin. Forever. Yeah. And the other thing HBO is... The thing that they want to say HBO is more culture point than actually the point... H- some of H- HBO's original programming is some of the most awarded original programming yeah. in the history of it's, television. It's the highest awarded network ever. Yeah, like like HBO, I th- to perspective, is like when people think of AMC from the like mid 2010s, that's HBO just always has been. Yeah, that stretch of Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Mad Men, Better Call Saul, like. That stretch when HBO was getting, what, six Emmys? Yeah. Seven Emmys a year? That's HBO for the past 25 years. <laughs> like, they they were just picking up five to ten Emmys a year. HBO like, is like the Sopranos. Is, I, yeah. Like, Game of Thrones, obviously. Sopranos, Westworld. Game of Thrones, uh, The Wire, Band of Brothers, The Pacific. Oh. Shit, I could keep... Keep going. I mean, how many more do you want me to name? Oz. Um, like, I think Queer Eye started on HBO. Um, Sex in so the City. Like, you're talking about Ballers. Like, yeah. Yeah, Ballers. Uh, that's one I think I think got people talking. Or I think it was Empire. impactful for when it existed, and as soon as it went off air, it was like, okay, whatever. What's that's probably thing? valid. That's a probably valid. Like, people to this day talk about, you know, uh, The Sopranos you, ending, or people talk about, you know, Band of Brothers, or people talk about Westworld, mm-hmm. or Game of Thrones, like, or Sex in the City. I mean, you know. That's cool. But yeah, I that, think that's kind of there. Uh, speaking of HBO, fucking the fuck up. <laughs> so, well, so no, there this was... isn't directly HBO. This is still HBO. Um, no, this is not HBO. Okay, it's Warner. It's Warner yes. and the it's the Warner and oh, where's you? The HBO Max thing wasn't really HBO dropping it H either. It's Warner. All this is Time Warner kind of. Yeah, this is this not is, understanding well, how the fuck so to run a business. The Max name, whatever they're gonna call it. That's 
the Discovery CEO. Mm -hmm. Changing the name. This next story is straight up Warner. Yeah. Dropping the ball. Uh, so if we don't remember, there was going to be a Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, that came, it was going to, like, it was in production the last couple of years. The apparently came out as the rumors was now is that that film was a Batman Beyond film, which I feel like as people have like host and all those people like people that want a Batman, I think that's the Batman a lot of people have been wanting to try, especially like especially when like Keaton. So, if you don't know, Batman Beyond is like the like 30 or 40 years after the peak of Batman. Um, at that point, he's like a shriveled old man kind of, and a new Batman kind of comes in that he mentors. Obviously, Keaton would be the spottest one as the old Batman. But, like, what I understand is how, like, we, we, we obviously, we had the Batman earlier this year. Yeah. But, like, imagine that one instead of it being, you kind of had that, but you had this, like, you could have done some really cool kind of cross-generational stuff. An era where Warren was like, how do we make superhero films stick? Like, well, I don't understand. So here's my, here's my ultimate question, right? Like, did you see James Gunn's response to the leak stuff? Mm-hmm. Where he said, like, oh, some of this stuff is real, some of it's fake, and some of it we don't even know yet. Mm -hmm. Is this film part of the fake? So, I would think that's possible, we just heard this on the street. But there's been enough outlets kind of reporting similar things for a while. And and the rumors of Keaton being an older Batman have existed for a bit because, like, it would make sense. So, like, all of this kind of levels enough where it, like, really kind of yeah. shows a consistent image where this would make logical sense. Yeah, I mean, that was always the rumor, right? Like, the uh, Flashpoint. Mm -hmm. This was going to be the Batman. That was going to be Dark Knight. I thought that was going to be the Dark... Night returns ish more. Sorry, mm -hmm. I guess we'll know soon. Yeah. If if it if it oh god yeah I keep getting there. Isn't Shazam out like next year? God Warner. I hurt so. my head. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of entertainment conglomerates, uh, this happened right around Thanksgiving, but it had to be shouted by us. I think Bob Iger is back as CEO of Disney. Bob Tropic has been stepped down. It really seemed like you were some level of not ousted, but understood that it was time by the board, kind of like because because we don't know Bob Iger is maybe the most successful entertainment CEO. <laughs> like uh, Ted Turner. Okay, but like that. Okay, if, I, if the fight is just these two, I think my statement kind of broadly stands of how much Iger matters well, to Disney. And so the problem is Iger came into Disney. He came into Disney on a relatively low point under Michael Eisner. Yeah. But I guess Turner started Turner Broadcasting by mm -hmm. himself, effectively by himself. Right. But um, my, okay, so my point is Iger is, I think we both agree, one of the most important. Yeah. Oh, in terms of importance, yes. Yeah. And and yeah. one of the most successful entertainment CEOs in the history of entertainment. Iger, to perspective, his first act as CEO was to buy Pixar. Like, like this is like this is like this is like kind of where Iger starts, and that's the Disney we're talking about. Like, he understood he's using the MCU. Like, you have like all of the, my. I think he's the like he kind of fixed ESPN after it has its dwindlings. Like, it's like this is a very important thing. But it's interesting to me on a broader thought here. So, like, we're seeing now. 
Chop came in, got ousted, Iger comes back. You saw a similar thing in Starbucks and a lot of these, like, like, tr- like CEOs trying to leave and getting pulled back in. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, kind of, if this is a, something we'll start seeing in other kind of sections, kind of, when you have, for a lot of these companies, especially entertainment companies, CEOs that have been in these spots for a while, like, have they not trained their people right for, for like, a successor? Like, I'm kind of curious, kind of, do you think we'll see more of this kind of problem? Um, I think more people need to take the Apple approach where they just ripped the Band-Aid off. Right? Like, they're like, all right, Tim, you're taking over, whether you <laughs> like it or not. And, you know, Steve Jobs is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think more places need to, if they want to truly move on, that's what you have to do. Like, you know, you can't just keep going, oh, undo, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I feel like deep down I want the... uh, I want more CEOs to just be like, no, I'm done. Like, you know, I built this company up to where it's at. I'm going to re- go retire to some uh, Pacific Island mm-hmm. that I own sort of thing. But... Uh, next, final news story. I, we just had, I think it was another one that culturally shout out was, you don't know. Uh, Jason David Frank, who's obviously most famous as Power Rangers, specifically Green Ranger and the White Ranger, and then throughout the generations of different Power Rangers, has died. It was a it was a suicide. So, uh, usual level of thoughts and families for his families there. But yeah, uh, did you grow up with Power Rangers, AJ? Or was that something that kind of missed you? Uh, it missed me just because I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was a kid. Okay. So, we've talked about this before, like, I just didn't watch a ton of TV growing Mm -hmm. up, so, like, a lot of... These touchstones, kind of... Yeah, a lot of stuff that you, like, hold near and dear to you, just stuff that I never dealt with. Right, which is funny, so the people don't know, so the thing with him, which made him special Power Ranger, was he was there throughout the generation, so he was in the original one, which is funny, because that's, like, was my sister's generation, was, like, a perfect level of, like, Power Rangers was happening, and then I'm ten years younger... So at this point, for me, it was Dino Thunder, and he's, like, the old grouchy professor in Dino Thunder. It was, like, the first time he did that kind of jump. So it's just funny to me, like, it was in my family, it was a perfect level of, oh, this, we knew who this was. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, last two things I got is two trailers for film. Uh, the first one had The Last of Us HBO trailer, is that? Uh, I'm assuming you had time to look at that one, AJ. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched that trailer. <laughs> you, you bet your ass I watched that trip. <laughs> Did you what, what what part stood out to you kind of the most in this trailer? It truly looks like they just went shot for shot with the game. So I am I think that news out. I am extremely impressed for because it's not like something like when we see like Mortal Kombat or something super those kind of adaptations where it's super easy to get things. I'm impressed for how much this world is just Earth, but you know exactly immediately what this is adapting from. Yeah. 
Like, this isn't, like, a sci-fi thing where I could be like, oh, I could cheat or whatever. Like, there's none of that. Like, this is, like, without any Firefly filler, if you know The Last of Us, you know exactly, like, this trailer feels correct. Yeah. This isn't, like, an Uncharted thing where we're like, oh, it kind of feels like Uncharted, maybe. This is, like, no, right. this is yeah. 100%, this is The Last of Us. I thought it was interesting that the word PlayStation was, like, never said in this trailer. Uh, well, they just referenced Naughty Dog, right? So, but, which makes sense. But that was, but that was interesting to me that, like, especially with PlayStation now having, like, uh, PlayStation production as, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, I find it interesting that, la- like, how much they're like, this is, Ch- guy from Chernobyl, have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's probably because HBO is the one handling this. Mm-hmm. Right, like, it's not PlayStation Productions making it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably why we're not going to see much of... We might see the PlayStation Studios logo in the credits. But that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Right, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the big stuff there. The other one I had to shout out, and the only reason is, is because... So if you don't know, Transformers Rise of the Beast had its official trailer release. I legitimately did not know they were making another Transformers. And I also want to point out how this is also not Michael Bay, which is interesting to me too. Let me put it to you this way. I worked on a Transformers movie. I didn't know this movie was coming up. <laughs> like, like, because like, last few like i'm not saying i paid attention but you heard them happening yeah. right you knew the dino one was happening you knew the the last night or everything like you just saw trailers you saw th- even like before the first trailer like it was talked about in some like it's happening this literally was like on twitter one day and i went the fuck is this yeah and then for the record my view of this trailer is the fuck is this but it'll make money because China, and that'll be the end of it, and we'll get more of them. Yeah. And the worst part is, we had a good Transformers and Bumblebee. It was okay. Okay, but like, so what I say would be good is, if that just made more money, that'd be better than what we were getting. Uh... Maybe. Also, I just want the opening 20 minutes of Bumblebee is just in Cybertron, I'd watch whatever that film is. That's kind of it. It's not going to happen. Uh, That's it for the film news for us for 2021. So, AJ, to close out our film book for the year, I had a question for us. Do any films from this year kind of you think stand out as either surprising duds or surprising things that we didn't see coming? Like, when people look back at 2022, are there any films that you think will be talked about? A genuine dud, Black Adam. Like, and I'm not saying this just as a joke around, you know, The Rock and IGN feuding. Like, how did this movie not gross a billion dollars just because of The Rock? Like, we didn't expect it to be... No one expected it to be good. Right. And no one expected it to, like, literally blow the doors off records. But, like, if you look back even a couple years, like, you attach a celebrity to some dud, it would still make money if it's the right celebrity. Like, The Rock's example... How many of those things do you do? Skyscraper, Rampage, oh, yeah. any of the stuff that, like, in 99% of the time broke even, and the majority of beyond that, right. like, actually made the money. Yeah. 
Like he was the rock was the joke was you put the rock in anything it'll make half a billion dollars. Yeah, so for this to just fizzle at the box office, granted it still made what three forty three fifty. Yeah, but still, like I was fully expecting this to be at or over a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. yeah, and we were going to... Because I, expe- I expected horrible. it to do better in the Asian markets. Like, China, I expected this to do really well just because the rocket action film would be one of the things to talk about how it just makes money. I also wonder if, like, people are just done with it. Yeah, I, I was one of the two, because I've been seeing, it seems like that sense has been happening of, like, like, The Rock is still The Rock, but, like, people are like, okay, but he's been The Rock for so long that people are caring less, maybe? Like, there's well, a there's a story in Hollywood of him. how, like, new movie stars aren't coming in and the old ones aren't leaving. Right. And like, he could be, like, a side effect of that. And we'll hit the inverse this year of, like, the comeback of Tom Cruise, which already died, but he, like, he's another one that's been on forever and no one people point to like that. But, it, but it, like, Tom Cruise just became, like, Top Gun Maverick, I think, is the other film we've talked about on this list is. No one... In God's green earth, thought this movie would be this good or this successful. Because remember when it came out, we're like, yeah. why the fuck is there a sequel to Top Gun? Like, it'll make mo- some money at the end of it. And literally, it's like, this is one of the best sequels that just ever. Like, Oh, it's the perfect, like, how do we, how do we make a movie that is literally set as late as the movie would be from when the first came out? Like... Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be 30 years, 30-ish years. Like, this is the perfect version of that. Yeah, no, and it, and it, but, like, and it was great. And, like, it's, fuck it, who know, it just went back in theaters. Yeah. Like, literally, the film just waiting for its sixth iteration into the theaters, which is wild. Modern films don't do this. And, like, make actual money. Yeah. So, I guess in terms of success, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I really want to check out the whale. Ah, uh, yes, with um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've heard that's extremely good. So. Also, uh, side effect thing, just so people are aware, I just pulled up the uh, Top Gun Mavericks box office results. As of yesterday, it was almost in the top ten films in the box office. Like, that's, like, with the tail on that is dumb. Uh, but no, um, I'm trying to think, there was another one that, I think Bullet Train something, I think what we talked that about was, is, like, one of those... was genuinely fun, like... Right, it's one of those quirky films, I think what we talked about as, like, if Hollywood continues where it's going, it's will be one of the last times we get to, like, film go, how did that get made? Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, we're seeing less and less of those, and I think this will be 100% we're like, how did this get made? <laughs> Right, yeah. But yeah. I think I think that might be it. I think I think otherwise films this year, like we had some good superhero films or some bad ones. Like I don't know, this year as a whole kind of seemed like a very mixy bag of stuff and like I don't think anything else to me really screams out. Well I guess the problem is too, right, like the movie is still yet to come out as a recording this, right? So is Avatar. Yeah. Avatar comes out as we're recording this in like four days. Yeah. From all accounts, that is going to revolutionize CG tech. 
So let's. I'm gonna. We're gonna put this on the record right now. Does Avatar two a set any record? It's opening weekend box office, and b make its money back. A no, B no, but you have to remember that the budget for two includes a lot of pre-pro for the others. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly inflated. So that's why it probably wouldn't make its budget back. Or if it does, it's gonna like just scrape by. I agree, I don't think it breaks any records. Like maybe you'll get like some weird obscure one, but nothing. Like it's not gonna sell like a Saturday, it's not gonna sell I don't think gonna do that stuff. And I don't think it would make its money back either. I'm curious if it affects the others existing, like three or whatever. No, because I mean that stuff's pretty much already done. Also, James Cameron, he takes a decade of film, he has like two films less than him anyway before he goes. He does a decade of film, isn't it? Roughly there's an eighties to a couple, but that's it. Well, you have to remember, right? Like he directed Aliens, but he was also a producer on all of the Rambo Alien and Predator film. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you get to, like, the 90s, it's, like, T2, then Titanic, and yeah. then you jump to Avatar. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. between. No. What am I missing? I, I know. I said that out loud, and I was like, I have to be missing something. Right? Between, between Titanic and Avatar, what do you think I'm missing while I'm Googling it? Um... True Lies. Yeah. No, no, Titanic Avatar. That's it. 97 Titanic. Oh, oh, 09 Avatar. So you for his, are you ready for his entire directing filmography? Was True Lies not in there? True Lies is 94. Oh, that's right. It's a, it goes... So one... Two. He does nine films his entire career. That's it. Yeah. Toronto 2. Terminator... Aliens, Abyss, T2, True Lies, Titanic, Avatar, and then The Way of the Water. He also literally is the only person that can fight the MCU in the box office. Uh, Chris Nolan could. But he has, no he has not. He could though. If he actually did something like not, like he just like, like he did more Batman or that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I guess fair. Yeah, yeah, if you'd if have he to go mainstream. Chris Nolan films, like... yeah, if he went mainstream but kept his yeah. style, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's our film stuff for the year. Video games? We have some... We have kind of two fast things-ish, and then we talk game year for the rest of the show. So, if you want to know, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has officially sued to block the Activision Blizzard merger um, with Microsoft. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of in court because the FTC is claiming that basically they lied to Europeans and that they would do some anti-competitive behavior. I don't think this holds up in court, and I think that it's cleared. Is my guess. I bet you we will be at the this time next year and uh, Activision is a subsidiary of Microsoft. What do, what do you think? It'll be over a year. What do you think it goes through? See, deep down, I think it does. But there's also, I can see a future where 
future where they have to make some sort of like things like concessions like yeah or like like they have to like studios or something i just see less studios i see more like stuff like we will not lock call of duty down to like we won't like to these platforms or we won't lock existing franchise i see those kind of concessions to eke it through the financial systems but i don't i don't think they're gonna have to let anything go per se I think there might be, like, oh, you have to get rid of. Because it wouldn't be studios. Studios wouldn't make sense because it's just headcount and they don't own enough to. Yeah. So then at that point, it's franchises. Without Call of Duty, the deal doesn't go through. And and if they promise to, like, legally promise, I don't mean, like, sit there. I mean, like, there's a signed legal contract saying that, like, it will stay on certain platforms or whatever. At that point, even if Sony doesn't like the deal, I don't know from a legal standard what the government can say is not is monopolistic about that. Uh, it could be because here's where it gets weird, and here's where something like this hasn't really been explored. Mm-hmm. Um, Game Pass and selling the game. See, but because like, so if, if we look at movies and TV, right? Like, TV's a little weird because they'll have their streaming network, but then they'll sell it. But that's because of other distribution mm-hmm. rights and things like that. But like, I can't buy a Netflix movie on Amazon, right? You know, so that might be a part where they can be like, oh, well, they they will incentivize less competition because it's free on this platform. But it's $70 on this platform. It'd be interesting if that became a compromise. Like, it just couldn't be on Game Pass. Like, because, like, we have seen the government allow deal, like, be like, hey, we legally there could be, like, they call Chinese firewalls in business a lot of times of, like, you can't do whatever, affect this behavior. I'd be curious if that'd be one of them being, like, if it's on Game Pass, you must, like, basically financially back it in some way. Like, you, there might be weird kind of stuff there. Yeah. Like, basically be like, hey, you can do it, but then you owe something the money equivalent of the market share for that. So it's not, like, an unfair deal. It's, like, a natural business deal. Maybe. But it'll be interesting to see. And then the last story of the year, and this is the one we just kind of have to run through stuff fast. Uh, and if anything kind of screams at us, we'll talk about it. If you don't know, the Game Awards happened. Uh, there were small break-ins on it. It was a fun time. Uh, here's some stuff that was announced at the Game Awards. Uh, first thing, Final Fantasy 16 has a June release date. I care. AG doesn't. We'll oh, check it out true. next year. Uh, from Software revealed Armor Core 6. I was Ooh, not into Armor Core. Hades 2. That one I do give a shit. Yeah. It's supposed to be an early access uh, 2023. This is going to be Supergiant's first sequel ever, which I think is very interesting. And I'll be kind of curious kind of how they continue to make it better, but it's Hades 2. I loved it. A lot of people loved Hades. It's really cool that they're coming back to this. Uh, we have Judas, which is Ken Levine's new game, and Ghostfire Games, which is the remnants of... Why can't I think of the studio? Bioshock studio words. AJ, save me. 
was 2K. Who, what studio made it? I can't remember. It's been so many different studios. <laughs> uh, the word I was looking for as I was stroking there is irrational. This is Ghostfire Games, which was Irrational Games, who made Bioshock. New game's called Judas. I never saw this trailer, AJ. This was straight Bioshock, but they couldn't call it Bioshock. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I, they haven't made a bad game yet. I'll be curious to see. Uh, Death Stranding 2 is officially announced. That was a f- actually rewritten after COVID-19, <laughs> which makes me super excited whatever the fuck this strain is going to be. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, this uh, is going to be awesome. We have no date. Probably some point next year or 24, realistically. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got Phantom Liberty stuff with Aegis Elber joining it. AJ, would that make you pop in? I mean, I'm going to pop in. So... Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survival, we have a release date confirmation of March 17th. AJ-ish game, I assume. I had a good time with the first one. Yeah. Diablo 4 comes out June. I'll be, I, I do not believe they stick that date, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Street Fighter 6 comes out also. On, so that one comes out on June 2nd. Uh, Suicide Squad uh, comes out May 26th after its delay earlier this year into an unknown date. I do think and, Street Fighter is the, so far the only one that will hit its date because I think there's a world tour that starts up around that time. Uh, Suicide Squad, I actually think, might also reach its date just because it's been delayed enough. Yeah. Uh, but that one comes away for six and will feature the final performance of Kevin Conroy as Batman. Um, We have a clip from Mario. Eh. Tekken 8. How many fighting games do we need? Tekken 8 has a trailer. The last Tekken. Yeah. So that Which, that'd that, be weird to see that series end. Yeah, it's like one of those things that you like. I don't play, but I just know. Like it's one of those that just exists in the ether. Kind of yeah, thing. I mean, it it started around like Soul Calibur. It was a three D fighter. That's what I mean. Like like it's just one of those video games. Like if some if, imagine if Nintendo was like, "This is the last Super Mario." Would be like, what? Like you just like we just don't expect certain franchises to end. Well, no, it would be like Sega saying this is the last Sonic. Yeah. Because, like, Street Fighter's been around forever. It will continue to keep going. So, in your uh, example, Street Fighter is Mario. Right? And so Tekken Mm -hmm. is Sonic. It's the different thing that came in. It's kind of the same, but not really. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, After that... We uh, got some Horizon uh, DLC. Uh, I'm sorry. Horizon Forbidden West. There's too many Horizons on the market, I have to clarify. Uh, We got Crash Team Rumble, which is a 4v1 multiplayer game, coming out in 2023. Uh, Another Warhammer game comes out next year. Uh, We got some... uh, A game called Earthblade, which is from Celeste Creators. Eh. Bayonetta Origins is going to be... About next year. Weird. The Bayonet one's weird to me, but... Uh, the next one I'm really intrigued by is the... They know it's a Hellboy game. That one caught my eye. Uh, we have no date on that. And then we have... This, I think, looks really cool. This crime boss, Rock K City, with a wild fucking cast in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it includes Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, Danny Glover... 
Danny Trejo, Vanilla Ice in a goddamn video game. It very much gives like GTA, like Vice City vibes. I mean, straight up, it's a fictional version of '90s Florida. Like, yeah, like Vice it'll City be a good time. '80s, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, we got Lord of the Fallen gameplay. We get Last of Us Part One PC release for March, and then Returnal comes out. I think it was actually announced today. Comes out also in March on PC. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, there was the Elden Ring Game of the Year speech. I think we talked about, which is you saw. Did you see this clip, AJ? I didn't. I just saw images at first. So a kid. So Elden Ring Games of the Year wins Game of the Year, but a kid comes on stage with them, steals the microphone, and he talks about how he wants to thank his reformed rabbi Bill Clinton, and that's how the show ends. All right. <laughs> we have, uh, other last ones we got is, and Baldur Gate 3 has a release window of August uh, there's a Transformers game which I didn't catch that looks kind of cool and then anything else that kind of actually matters that I see uh, Vampires Dead Cells gets DLC next year with Castlevania I think that's one that's worth talking about and I think that's it for all of the news as a whole I think a strong game award. I think maybe the strongest or really up there. Any kind of last minute thoughts on the game awards this year? I mean, the Dune thing was cool to see. Oh, yes. Dune. Uh, one of the like 10 Dune projects in development. Dune Awakening. It, this is yeah. an MMO. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Now it is time for the one of the final segments of the year. Game of the year. Like always, as you said, we have a couple of categories. So we have four categories this year. And our first category will be what we call grind of the year. For people who aren't in middle school, can you explain to them what grinding is, AJ? Thank you. Um <laughs> so I was originally gonna have this split into two categories when I was first thinking up categories. I was going to have worst grind of the year and most <laughs> and grind of the year. Yeah, because that's very different. There's yeah. some grind, like, 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 because if it was most grind of the year, Rogue Legacy 2 would be in here. That game, yeah. like, the nature of the game is a grind. But, like, it's yeah. not the worst. Like, that is the game. So, like, I'm fine with that. So, I'd never win worst <laughs> grind. Yes. So, the nominees for grind of the year are as follows. Forza Horizon 5. All of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Rumbleverse, and Tiny Tina. Is this Tiny Tina's Wonder Lands? Yeah. Land? Yeah. Where, where do you start? What is it? So what's up with the Forza Horizon 5? Because as a whole, I don't hear you complaining about this game a ton. I mean, the grind of Forza literally made me uninstall that game. Because... It just gets to a point where it's like, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. Mm. Every day, every week. For eternity. Mm. Or until we stop releasing new stuff. I was like, okay, I'm done with it. Like, whatever. I don't care. It felt like there was no true progression. It's like it was once you saw the treadmill, it became not worth it. You know, you can only race 
C-class SUVs so many times. Mm-hmm. So. Makes sense. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, it's just <coughs> the battle pass, the leveling up as a whole. Um, I think it's weird now how they reset your prestige every season, kind of. So, like, there's it moves all sense of permanence. That was Modern Warfare 1. Like, once you prestige, once you reach level 55 or whatever it was, it reset. So you went back no, to 50 or 55. But the prestige still existed, or the idea of it still existed. This one, they said, when a new season rolls, all of that is just not. Yeah, that's how Modern Warfare 1 works. Did it kill your prestige every season? Yeah, you got however far you could in the season, and you reset to okay. 50 or 55, whatever it was. So that one I have problem with too, but I, I think there's another one. I'm like, this is, yeah. I don't like that sense of like, to me, in Call of Duty, this sense of the prestige was some level of the permanence. That was the, that was how you unlocked the like, sure, you have to get subbed or sub, but it was a sense of permanence still building towards it. Yeah. Well, also, this was, Modern Warfare 2 was when I was thinking of most grind of the year. Mm. Because you have to grind each gun to unlock a different gun mm-hmm. to unlock a different gun to unlock a gun in a different category. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Too much. Yeah. You know, it used uh, to be like guns were tied to just player level. Now it's guns, guns were tied, were tied to, to player level and then gun camos were tied to headshots and then guns were tied to kills or levels, but the kills that I got. But like that was kind of the I worked. Yeah. Well, now it is this way more like, shoot this guy with one level hopping. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, each, the camos were different for each type of gun. Mm-hmm. So it's like assault rifles were headshots or multi-kills. Um, shotguns were like uh, point blank kills. Snipers were long shots, like. But uh, the weapon was also built for it. It wasn't just do weird things. It was, oh, just play the game optimally. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, that's what, that was the difference of that. When now it could be like, do this weird behavior you'd never do. Yeah, get 15 kills while sliding. You're like, why? Okay. Yeah. Um, next, we have Rumbleverse, which I find Rumbleverse on this list funny because I feel like we never unlock anything. So I, I think maybe that, maybe that talks the... What I think of the grind of that game. Yeah, the grind on Rumbleverse is ridiculous. If you don't want to pay any money. Yeah, like I legitimately... When we play, like I know we unlock stuff. It does not feel like we do. And we unlock... Two, three things every two hours. Right. Like we're not unlocking stuff in mass. Right, it should be like those games kind of go best when you unlock something almost every game, and it could be like a dumb something, and like you yeah. get a something like that. But like usually they have some level of like continual sense of like, like that that drop of you got like Rock League's really this every match you got something. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. So. And then you're gonna have to uh, delve into Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That game, the leveling on the game was super weird. So, so Borderlands obviously is a game that's very level heavy, very keep getting guns, keep getting loot. Like the grind, it's all where the grind is the game. Yeah. But this one, that grind, because one of the things was it was the first. So they started playing with the live stuff. Borderlands three. This game was like 
fully alive game in the sense of like their timed events now and like stuff like that. And they very much like that leveling felt like it was kind of slowed down for that purposefulness. Like think of like it reminded me of when Diablo were doing a lot, Diablo three, kind of like that level of like they didn't know how to balance this at all. And even in this game, the weapons felt like they didn't last long enough because it would just be like, oh, I'm level nine, and now they just made it where you never found an eight that mattered or anything. So it gotten very kind of, like, I felt like they lost the formula kind of of, like, the speed in which I should be getting new levels and new perks and new guns. And also that one, you kind of built your own class, so the perk system got super weird on when I needed points or what classes needed points. I could, I could kind of allocate them to anywhere versus like it being a side class. Yeah. But it was like one of, it was, I think we then it felt like it was trying to be D and D with a borderland skin and, and D and D is not known for grinding being good. D and D like at the whole point, they, it's purposely slow. It makes it easier that way. It's how people do math. But because of that, the grinding takes forever on anything. I think there's one clear winner to this. Is it Rumbleverse? No. Um, I mean, it's got to be Modern Warfare 2, right? Like The biggest game, apparently, of ever. It's the one game on the list where they just straight up broke the game because of the grind. Mm-hmm. So. Congratulations, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I also want to point out, my number two, if we had the award, you'd also win Best Improvement of Annual Franchise from last year's. But I used to have, like, Gun of the Year. We did that one year <laughs> where, like, that yeah. was when the first Modern Warfare came out. Like, and I think the Modern Warfare M4 ended up winning it. <laughs> because, like, it was just ridiculous. It was so much fun to play with. I get my number two. Not a bad game. I just think they're no longer giving you awards to the game. Yeah. And also, I want to point out, if we played it, I feel like Overwatch 2 sounds like it should at least be shouted out in this category. Yeah, but neither of us. Yeah, we're not those people. Yeah. So, old game of the year. So, as we said, this is games that did not come out this year in the year in Lord and Savior 2022, but made some sort of impact or became popular or stayed popular kind of throughout. So, Forza Horizon 5, which came out in 21 or 20? It was 21. Um, it was, like, early-ish, 21. So, the reason it's on Grind of the Year and this, Forza uh, released their Hot Wheels DLC, so it's kind of refreshed it, but also the grind has continued. Mm-hmm. And the game's still, like, it still has another expansion left to go. So it's still kind of like, otherwise we could put like uh escape from Tarkov and grind of the year, but escape from Tarkov is like five years old at this point. So there is kind of a, a cutoff for some of that stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. Forza Horizon five. I mean, it's, it's more Forza Horizon. Like, if you just want to play a fun open world driving game, it does that. If you want to kill um, yourself with the grind, it does that. 
the next one on the list, AJ, is the one you have to fit also. And this is ironically the only list. Looking at it immediately, I actually don't know why it's on the list. So I'm actually very curious kind of why you think Death Stranding, and this is pre-announcement, should be on... Was that this year? Yeah. Do you... So Drexler, to me, felt like it had a moment... And then it, its talk died really fast, though. Like, I felt like it like it was, it was uh, like February, March, and it died before summer started. It's because everyone... The vast majority of people weren't in a position to play the new content. So... Because you had to beat the game to play the new content. Mm-hmm. So if you hadn't beat the game, then... You weren't going to experience it. So... At least I think keeps it in discussion. Yeah. Uh, next we have Cyberpunk 2077, which I think this is the year that everyone went back to the game. It was stable. They they put out the, what they considered the final giant patch, like a year and some change after it came out. As we talk about, we both really enjoy the game. It's not perfect, but it's a very good game. It's a game that definitely like would would have it worked would, when it came out. Would have kept CD Projekt like on the map as like one of Consistently, the best studios. Um, I think that's anything else you can add to why it's on this list. I mean, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will go down in the inner circle of the hall of very, very good video games. Like it's not a hall mm-hmm. of fame caliber game, but it's that tier right below hall of fame, and it's the top of that tier. So. Yeah, no, um, 100%. Next we have not, Ready or Not. This is a game that I played a lot of. Uh, it's still not technically out. It still hasn't hit 1.0. It's been out for a couple of years in early access. Um, it is a police simulator. Do you remember the SWAT series? It's familiar enough where I think I could picture it, but I can't, like, I don't remember the games. Um, It's basically a spiritual successor to the SWAT series. And it's amazing. It's extremely well done. Extremely deep. When it hits 1.0, it's going to be very, very good. And then lastly, I threw it on there if recorded, is Warzone. I think Warzone, for us, has to be on this. This is what I said before when I made the joke of if we were those people, Fortnite would be on this list. But for us, yeah. I think Warzone makes sense on this because it stayed one of the most popular games in the world at the same time. It was, it like, the, like when they shut down and made Warzone 2, like, the reason Warzone 2 broke with the numbers is Warzone kind of was there. It, it it came up from the remnants of Blackout, which was a core idea when it was just PUBG there copying, which is really funny. So there's a lot of this kind of timing in it where it's like very interesting and I think kind of worth being on this kind of category. I I have two that I would go to bat for. Okay, what do you what are the two you are thinking about right now? Um, Death Stranding and Cyberpunk. I I do not think Death Stranding... I, Cyberpunk would have been the, one of the ones I'd bat for, though. The only reason I had Death Stranding as one of my two was 
Death Stranding is Death Stranding. Like it's it's competent. It's not for yeah, everyone. Yeah, but to me, genuinely, that felt like the the noise I heard for that felt like like when a game gets a director cut or like DLC type noise. Like it was there, you could hear it, but it wasn't like a new game type loud. It was a very select group. And it was like kind of the same people were talking yeah. about it then and when it moved to PC. Like it wasn't new people even. No, yeah, no, it was. It was definitely the same crowd that were uh, championing it. Where Cyberpunk, I think yeah. you genuinely heard new people and a lot new people, or people who didn't like who came back to it that changed minds. Yeah. And I think that's part of the difference too. Is it Cyberpunk will go down as one of those comeback games. It will be a No Man's Sky of like a studio fixed reputation and, and stood by it and fixed it. Yeah, I mean, if if we had brought back comeback of the year. Hundred percent, Cyberpunk wins that category. And I think old game kind of is that, and like not fully. That's not what you grade on, but it's part of that. Yeah, I mean, I I originally envisioned this category as the game that we kept playing, basically. And I think Cyberpunk. I mean, we both played Cyberpunk. Like we both went back to that. Yeah, and I and I and like I'm playing on a Steam Deck, which I think even talks about like how relatively now well it performs. Like, yeah. I haven't had, like, actual problems with it running, which... Right. Rogue City 2, I even had, like, one or two weird hiccups because of the indie game. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't. So, I think that says it. All right. Well, congratulations to CD Projekt Red. With Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, next category, we have kind of the Razzies of our performance this evening. With failure... Mess. It's now oh, failure of the year. Failure. Failure of the year, we'd like to thank the following participants. Uh, we have the collapse of the Motorsport Games. Actually, AJ, would you mind? Yes. So, Motorsport Games is a studio. And they got extremely big this year. Um, they took over, like, they bought R Factor 2. They took over, like, the uh, Virtual Lamar series was doing pretty big um you know they were they're still in talks with making an indie car game um and as of a month ago they have no board of directors <laughs> like it is a fireball over there um financial issues everything like this is a very clear-cut example of way too big, way too fast. Um. There, I'll open up there. Uh, next, we have New York Times by Wordle. I assume it's because they bought it and then everyone stopped talking about it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a pretty self-explanatory one. Like, I, I, I don't. I think this is not going to be one of the tops, but valid. I think putting on the list. Yeah, I mean, in terms of. Expecting one thing and getting the complete opposite. <laughs> it's certainly up there. Yeah, but I, I at least think because the rise of Wordle, and then it's one of those New York Times games, like, no one talks about them, they all kind of exist. Like, it's, I don't know, like... Yeah, no one talks failure. about it, but you still hear people... Right. Like, oh, I got today... I bet you on the background, I bet you Wordle is kind of like Pokemon Go, where everyone thinks it's truly dead, but it makes money. Yeah. 
I think I think that's more probably what it is than like a true collapse. But we'll get there. Uh, next, we have what I keep forgetting is a thing that EA no longer has the rights to the FIFA franchise. They chose to drop right. The FIFA. <laughs> they chose. God, I can't wait for EA football. Um, next we have Stadia shuts down, which. Yeah, uh, that's happening. Uh, Stadia officially in January will be gone. Google. Just no one trusts Google, I'm going to tell you. Well, also, like, Luna's going to reach that point, too, right? Like, Google is just willing to kill stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't care about public image. Mm-mm. Right, so... Because everyone's going to use Google, right? Like, mm-hmm. who's going to not... Google or YouTube. Right. So their public image is fine. Um, whereas Amazon's like, we kind of got to keep our image up and offer Luna. Right. And, and this and that. So It's like how no one talks about Amazon Lumberyard, but I'm very curious if anyone's using it that it doesn't work on Amazon. Star Citizen? Oh, I forget Star... Okay, Star Citizen... Is this the first year we've had Star Citizen? We didn't get like massive Star Citizen news. Uh, no, there was something earlier in the year, but yeah. oh god, we're just not putting Star Citizen honor wins this honorarily. We just don't put him on this list. Um, next we have G four. I appreciate how it isn't G four shutting down; it's just G four, which I think explains the state of whatever the hell launched and died. Because that was uh, all in last... 22, right? So, uh, Maybe the TV deal started at the tail end of last year. But yeah, it was basically yeah. all in one year of like the true... Yeah. Whole situation. Last... And lastly, we got Pokemon. Which, I don't know if you followed how funny some of those bugs are on Pokemon. I but saw there a was... lot of them. There was... One of my favorite ones is... So when you put a, the D-pad up, it moves your guy forward, right? It multiplied by the at- number of attached D-pads you had to your Switch. So I, if I put a bunch of different of the Joy-Cons attached to it, it would multiply it. So my speed would go eight times, or four times, or three times, whatever that base speed in Pokemon was. Okay. Okay, that's not normal. No, I'm... Trying to figure out how slash why. <laughs> I don't... Or, you know, like, Pokemon has, like, one-way jumps, so you walk, you can yeah. walk over it, but you can walk back. If you just moonwalked it, you go over any of them. Okay. <laughs> so like, that's how basic, like, even basic stuff, that game was busted. Yeah. Which was wild, because in Game Freak's been making this game for how many years that, like, a game could be literally that busted. Welcome to HD World, Game Freaks. <laughs> yeah. So that that is a top six we have. AJ, for this one, because it's a bit bigger, give me the three year between. Um, personally, for me, it's the motorsport games collapse. It's EA dropping FIFA, and it's G4. Just because those are all things that, if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have said this would have happened. So let's walk through the the big three that we're not including and seeing if we could just, why we're wiping them, we're just wiping them. 
Uh, New York Times buys Wordle. I think it's kind of what we said. It's not the biggest. It's a story. Something happened. I think. I think the problem was they bought it just after its peak. Sure, but it, but the story as a whole, like I bet you that even when they're analyzing it, they knew yeah. something was going to have a. So. Um. But yeah, uh, Stadia shutting down. I, I think we all like forgot. That was inevitable. Like also, we all forgot it still existed when it shut down. So that I think tells you everything. Yeah. Uh, and then Pokemon, I agree. Pokemon, I think, was shocking how busted it was. I think, I think Pokemon more points to a larger Nintendo problem. Yeah, and also I think it's still selling, and all the other stuff I think kind of proves like how little it actually mattered. So, okay, so we have the big three. Then I think so. I. Mm. Like, okay, so the EA dropping FIFA mm-hmm. I think should win this category. Right, but G4 I think is a fighter. G4 is like we knew it was going to fail when they started it because they were just running it all wrong. But I don't think we knew G4 was going to happen the way it did. Right, we didn't know how quickly it was going to happen. Right, we thought G4 would be one of the things that exists for, like, 20 years, yeah. but it, like, keeps puttering and, like, slowly, yeah. like, limping its way. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen with G4, was it was just going to be there, and you're just going to see less and less contracts renewed. Yeah. Whereas EA dropping one of its cash cows. Right, right. Can you imagine going back a couple years and be like, this is the last FIFA game. I don't care what year. The point is, I don't care what year. Anywhere past the year 2005, everyone's going, What? Yeah. Like, FIFA is literally every year in the top 10 selling franchise. Yeah. Like, chapter of games in the world. Yeah, it's... It's incredible that that happened. And that's why I would say it's it's failure of the year. It's... It's more of a failure on FIFA's part. I think it might be a fair one. I think it's going to be curious who hurts more. I mean, from all accounts, it was FIFA that drove EA to making this move. Oh, yeah. But it, but it's like, I think it's one of the... Like, in the last couple of years, we're going to talk about Microsoft buying both Bethesda and Activision and a few other stories, kind of, that stand out. And this will be one of those stories that I think yeah. will be talked in the same... Of, like, fundamental shifts that happened in the, like, in the industry. Yeah, I mean, if we're going off of like, impact to the games industry... This is. Like, EA dropping FIFA wins this by a landslide. Yeah, so I, I think it wins. Congratulations to Electronic Arts. You can hang it next to your Worst Employer in America award. Yeah, that's right. They have one of those, don't they? <laughs> they have two. And now it is on to the category. Dun, dun, dun. Game here. Now, admittedly, Game. I haven't played any of these. Oh my! I've seen a lot of stuff about them, so I am semi-confident in some of them about an opinion. Mm-hmm. So we have from Software's Elden Ring. 
We have this in Deathloop. Deathloop also came out last year, and it's Arcane. Arcane. It was in Metacritic, so that's why. I... Uh, it uh, the PC was this year. It might, okay. Or Xbox this year. I mean, so then we can Goodbye solve Deathloop. that problem. Top four games of the year. <laughs> From software's Elden Ring, uh, Sony Santa Monica. Uh, yeah, Sony Santa Monica's God of War Ragnarok. You're gonna have to help me with this one because I don't remember. Cellar Door Games, Rogue Legacy Two, who are two timers on our podcast. Yeah. So, and then lastly, Gorilla Games. Gorilla Games. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, if if we are talking about Game of the Year, so because of this year was super weird, maybe start with this before we started, it was yeah. there wasn't a ton of games people cared about or I think talked about. There are some more indie games that we probably could have played and might have been on this list. But like this is, I think, a year that's going to be a very weird year. I think, though, the game that took up the oxygen of the year and I think it's so impressive because I think it still took it partially up this far into the year when it came out, when it did, is Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that a From Software game sold, what, 12 million copies? Right, it, it was blowing past Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, what? How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, that's not, like, Game of the Year isn't necessarily just mean, like, success of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, I think it would be probably Modern Warfare 2. But, um, but like, I think there's a sense of, yeah, if From Game became mainstream, became, it'll probably be the second best-selling game of the year. Like, think, we go back to not that long ago, people, could, like, as a whole, half of people would buy a game of theirs where this game was setting records. Also, it's George R. R. Martin, who you can't get to write anything, wrote this game. Parts of it. Yeah, but the point is, like, all of this kind of combined, and that's what I'm talking about, like, like, the wilds of the game, and, like, the way of the world, like, all of this, like... Yeah, this game literally built a, a fan fiction community around it to explain itself. Like, and from games do that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that come up with lore about their characters all the time. In terms of God of War, it was more God of War, but better. Mm -hmm. Which is to say it was a great game. Rogue Legacy 2, I need you to be impartial about that one. It, It does not win. I, I think it generally is up there for it. I think it's a really cool thing. It does not win. Um, Horizon. I think Horizon's a really cool franchise. I think it's one of the best industry. I think when you put it up, though, against some of the other ones, it's, it's it starts to break very fast. I mean, the problem is it wasn't even the best game from its publisher this year. Right. So it'd be kind of hard for it to win Game of the Year if we have God of War on this list, and we do. And I also think God of War probably tells a story better. Yeah. I think that kind of hurts it a ton. Yeah. 
I, I think it goes to Elden Ring. I think that makes I mean, more sense. Yeah, I like, think if we're talking about it, like no way we're talking about this year, I think that is it's the year of Elden Ring. Yeah. If we're talking about a game that is both extremely good and has also stayed in the cultural lexicon for the mm-hmm. year, this game came out early. Mm-hmm. It is God. I mean, it is Elden Ring. Like, Elden just came out as we're recording this like a month ago. And mm-hmm. still, people were talking about like, man, Elden Ring's gonna be like top five on my list, and people are like, top five, it's my game of the year. And then God of War came out, and it was like, God of War is gonna be top five on my list. Top five is gonna be like, you know, same conversation, but different game. So, but the fact that I mean, Elden Ring is just from refining their already incredibly refined platform. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just tough not giving this game game of the year. Yeah. So, congratulations yeah. then from the SWW show. We congratulate Elden Ring for being the game of the year. AJ, to close out this, uh, before we do the calendar, I want to do some breaking news. We're talking about, this is the year, for the record, I apologize, and I'm about to explain why. Fail of the year should have been Time Warner, (laughs) for being objective. Uh, And this is why. It just came out tonight. Westworld is being pulled off HBO Max. Because they're making a tax write-off. Gotta love HBO. <laughs> Can you imagine just to turn on to them with, like, Game of Thrones? I wonder if it's just the last season? No, they said the whole series. Huh. That's what I mean. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Don't you love Warner? That's hmm. Maybe I would have also as they could do things like stopping residuals now and stuff, which could help budget wise. Maybe. Like something that they could have some sort of streaming numbers for residuals and stuff. That, yeah, that's... We broke AJ with this new story. See I oh, just saw it. I could... It was on Variety, I think. Westworld and the Nevers pulled off HBO Max, marking Victorian dramas formal. Yeah. It is time, AJ, for our... So far, this is the furthest we have dates for 2023. I pulled some big ones, and it goes as far out as it goes. Dead Space Remake comes out apparently on January 27th. Hogwarts Legacy comes out February 10th. Company Heroes 3 comes out February 23. Uh, Skull and Bones comes out March 9th, and I objectively forgot this game existed, and I thought it just came out at some point. Uh, Jedi Survivor comes out on March 17th. 
RE4 Remake comes out March 24th. Crime Box comes out March 28th, which is the game that we talked about earlier in the show. Dead Island 2 comes out April 28th. I'll be curious if that sticks. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom come out May 12th. Suicide Squad comes out May 26th. Diablo 4 comes out June 6th. And Final Fantasy 16 comes out June 22nd. And then Starfield and Redfall both at some point come out next year. We're just marking it because I want to see how many times Starfield gets delayed. AJ, is Redfall any... is supposed to be out in like two months, I thought. There's no date tied to it. Like, I thought it was calendar Q1 of 23. I'm just pulling 23 and I do a search. Huh. So. It might have been one of those where it was at one point and then it got pulled just to 23. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, here is what this Westworld thing is supposedly happening. They're going to pull this stuff from HBO Max and that they may end up on a new fast channel uh, that they're planning uh, as in a competitor to Pluto, Samsung TV, Roku channel uh, and not the merged HBO Max. Interesting. Yeah, once you start pulling stuff, but like, okay, what HBO doesn't understand about making a streaming service is that once you pull out the things people want to watch your streaming service... I don't know which one to buy even anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't care if you be like, well, it's HBO and HBO Max. Everyone's in everyone's head will assume it'll be on, the H- on an HBO thing. Okay, so it's being moved to the free ad-supported TV. So this is just going to be... Um... It's going to be like a Westworld channel. Okay. So, like, you know, for instance, I have a Vizio TV, and so it has, like, channels built into it. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be one of those. Hmm. So. Yeah. Fun stuff. So, so that is what we have for the year. So lastly, AJ, when you look at any films coming out in January, I know. Wild time. January films coming out uh, that are possibility for movie club for the next year. Um, I am I'm I'm riffing as I'm looking. Apparently, there's shit. Um, is there anything that matters coming out in January? So. Auto plane. I think that might actually be so the movies. Change, so... I don't see anything. How do so? Uh, Hollywood studio companies. How do all of you have zero movies coming out that matter? This is literally the first time I've ever looked at a, a month's box. I would be like, there's actually nothing. And I mean, really, honestly, when we look into February, it is until the end of February. That's like February 17th is Ant-Man. February 24th is Cocaine Bear. That's wild. Uh, put a pin in. I'll be curious if next month's box office is like the worst since, like, I mean, I get it though, right? Like, Avatar's coming out. 
Yeah, but that tail, I don't like. That's a, like I don't expect it's that tail to be Avatar that. going into Christmas. I guess like its tail will be pretty good. Okay. Nothing, I guess. Next month. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe anything we'll do changes, Avatar for January. Yeah. Well, if anything changes, we'll let you guys know. We'll check your feeds. But that's it. This is the 2022. AJ has a bow on it. We've wrapped it. We've kicked it down the, the can. Saying goodbye to the year. Any any final thoughts for the calendar year of 2022? It was a good year for us. Um, did a lot. Tried a lot. So... There will be changes to the show in 23. Like usually we do some sort of formatty change or whatever. Maybe something bigger. Still still working on it. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Somehow life always gets in the way. We'll get there someday. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say 23 is going to be... I don't want to say more of the same, but more of us. Hmm. Like it, yeah. I got some similar, I guess. Yeah, twenty-three. Uh, there's some. I think there's some cool games coming next year. I'll be curious, kind of what what kind of makes makes our hearts sing. Uh, I'll be curious, kind of if we keep to the Steam Deck. I think something I want to keep an eye on to see, like this year, everyone talked about it, but will it keep a tail? Yeah, what's the leg? Right, that's what I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'll be curious if it does. Can it get past the niche thing? Yeah, that'll be a good question. Yeah, yeah that's it. Goodbye, everyone. We will see you all next year, even though you're seeing this next year. So, hello, everyone. I'm already happened. We'll see you in 2020. Uh, yeah, we're seeing you right now. <laughs> Goodbye. The SW Show and all of its affiliate podcasts are podcast by me, Mike Maroney, and AJ Losey, by sometimes by our contributors, including Corey King. You can follow the SWW Show on social media at the SWW Show, or sooner or later, you go to the patreon.com slash SWW to help us out. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.